Hello, everybody. I'm Matt Mikuchi, and you are listening to the Jazzy's podcast. Everybody, Jazz is online editor Matt Mikuchi here, welcoming you to a new episode of our podcast series of conversations with some of the most amazing artists on the jazz and creative music scene today. A series that we simply like to call the Jazz is Podcast, and is brought to you in conjunction with Jazz is Vinyl Club, a series of vinyl compilations carefully curated by the Jazz is editors, and that is an absolute must for lovers of jazz and vinyl alike. Today's guest on the Jazz Ace podcast is bassist Steve Milhouse, joining us to delve into his deep connection with the trio setting. In 2023, he released not one but two trio albums, one titled The Unwinding and the other with his cinema trio titled Valley of the Moon, paying homage to the timeless cinema music of the past. We also trace his remarkable journey, exploring some of the influences that have sculpted his distinguished career and how the six-string bass came to play such an integral role in his music. So fire up an audio teeny and listen to the audio waves as they fly through the air. This is the Jazzy's podcast. <laughs> Hello, Steve. Welcome to the Jazzy's podcast. Hello, Matt. Thank you so much for having me on. And you know, uh, it's kind of our tradition here uh, to, uh, you know, break the proverbial ice by asking the artists that we speak with to share a memory with us from early life or childhood that, you know, when you when they think back to it, you realize maybe that's where my passion for music, you know, began. And maybe that's when I started even thinking about Music is something that I'd like to do when I grow up. So do you have one such memory that comes to mind and that you could share with us at this time? Possibly the only one that I could think of is uh, when I saw the Blues Brothers movie. And I, I saw that and I thought that was the coolest thing and I wanted to be uh, a musician. I was already kind of playing a little bit of guitar, but not seriously at all. And when I saw that, I, I think I had just switched to bass. And so I saw that movie and watching Duck Dunn. And I was like, oh, man, that's it. I want to I want to do that. <laughs> so. Was it the music? Was it the cheap suits? What was it about that? Film? <laughs> I think it was a combination of everything. Uh, definitely the music, uh, uh, but definitely just the, all, you know, all the all the stuff they were getting into all the time and the way they acted. And I was already kind of headed that direction anyway. So it seemed like uh, a logical progression. Yeah. Well, I love that film too. It's a great, it's a classic. So how old would you have been? You mentioned that you were already kind of playing the guitar a little bit. So maybe, you know, part of you already was, you know, had that disposition. You were, you were already kind of interested in music a little bit. Yeah, I had started, I had started playing guitar really to uh, be in the school band. It was a small school. So we had, it was a different instrumentation than a lot of regular typical school bands. So uh, they'd have a rhythm section because it was a fairly small school. They, so they would have a rhythm section instead of like a percussion section. There were no tubas, so they would have a bass. So uh, I kind of did that to get out of basically sitting in the homeroom. So it was uh, kind of by accident, but 
it, I mean, it was by by design to get out of sitting in the homeroom. So, so it was the guitar first, and then and then the bass entered the picture, right? Yeah, my uncle had played guitar uh, some, and he he had always tried to get me interested in it, and I I was more interested in sports at the time, and so I picked that up when when I started the band. I just never had any connection to it at all. Two years later, uh, I saw that there was like a, a, a more advanced band that they had combined with the other school that my teacher taught at, and they were getting out of class all the time and going playing concerts and all kinds of things. And so I was like, I want to get out of class and go play concerts. So I told the teacher, and he said, "Well, there's another. There's a girl at the other school that plays his guitar way better than you do. So if you want to do it, you can play bass." So I was like, "Sure." What's a base? I don't know, but I'll take it. You know, so I did, and then uh, and when the, I so I took some lessons over the summer, and then when when we got back together uh, and the band played, and I was playing bass for the first time in the band, I was like, oh man, this is this is amazing. You know, this is an amazing feel. Com- completely different experience than when I was trying to play the guitar. How so? I don't know. I just had a connection to it. I had a connection to the low notes the responsibility is different and you know it was just it was such a different thing i just had a connection that i had never had with the guitar and i haven't played the guitar since but still you maintain a fascination with six strings right <laughs> yeah i think that started i think i got my first six string in 1990 but so it, it was um i the the tuning of the guitar i could i could just never get with so once it was all in fourths it it finally made some sense to me, but, uh, and then I, yeah, I kind of messed around with some chord stuff early on, but you know, I started getting more into that later. I think. What do you feel like you can do, uh, on a six string bass that you can't do on a four string bass? I know it's a simple question, but yeah, just curious to hear your answer. Yeah, no, good question. For me, I feel like I, I started, I wanted to play something where I could play the song by myself. And I mean, I know that's possible on four string too, but um, I wanted to be able to like play something where people could hear what song I was playing and not just a baseline of a song, you know? So I also started doing it to like expand my knowledge of chords for, for when I started playing a lot of jazz. Uh, so I was able to play, you know, the melodies or in the chords up high. So it was clearer to hear as I'm trying to learn the different sounds of all the chords and, and things, uh, and then to be able to play the melodies up there. So I don't know. I just started, uh, you know, trying to see if I could play a song that somebody, I could say, Hey, listen to this. And they'd be like, Oh, that's, I know that song, you know, instead of just here's the baseline to a song. What is it that fascinated you about jazz and why did you get into it? Um, I think I got into jazz when I got to high school, really. I had, before that, I just, I loved blues and R&B and soul and, you know, rhythm, blues, and all that stuff and rock. And then, uh, when I, when I started playing jazz, there was just, um, the experimentation and the freedom and, and just the sounds of it, you know. I my I think my high school teacher played me some Oscar Peterson with Niles Pedersen and some stuff with Ray Brown on it and it just I was I loved it so uh it was just kind of fa- and I had just started playing uh double bass at the time too so it was um it was fascinating to to start exploring that world 
Well, talking about your journey in music, uh, one thing that I also wanted to ask you was that, you know, you worked extensively on Broadway, I believe. Right. So when you think about your music, your work as a musician and as a composer, uh, do you think that that had any influence uh, on that work? Uh, I don't. It was it was pretty much just work. It was, uh, you know, it was not something I ever necessarily thought, oh, I would love to do Broadway stuff. Uh, it was just a good form of, of work. And it was also, after I moved to New York, it was a good chance to play with some really, really great players. Uh, because some of the other scenes that used to be around aren't happening anymore. So kind of the best work was Broadway. So a lot of the people that used to be touring with a lot of artists, uh, doing a lot of recording sessions, all those, all those people are, were playing Broadway. So it was, um, a chance to play with some, some really, truly great players. Yeah, and, uh, you know, speaking of some of the artists that you worked with in the past, uh, Uta Lemper was uh, recently on our podcast series. Uh, she recently presented a, an album of hers. Uh, I see that I saw that you toured with her between 2010 and 2015. What was that experience like, working with her? Oh, well, it was, uh, it was good. The, the travel was amazing. We were, in, we were all over the world, which I had always wanted to do. And, uh, again, the, the people in the band at the time were really amazing players uh from from all different countries too so it was uh it was really fascinating but the uh all the travel and playing in some of the greatest halls you know we played in the sydney opera house the musica de palau in barcelona and so it was all these amazing venues it was really fun i enjoyed it do you feel like travel broadens the mind i definitely do i definitely do track you are hearing is from Valley of the Moon by the Steve Millhouse Cinema Trio available now. And we'll resume our conversation with the artist in a moment, but first, I wanted to remind you that if you love jazz and vinyl, you should check out Jazz A's Vinyl Club, a new series of vinyl compilations carefully curated by the Jazz A's editors and featuring some of the most exciting jazz artists from yesterday and today that we cover in the print version of Jazz A's, jazzace.com and these Jazz A's podcasts. Go to jazzace.com and click on Join Vinyl Club. And now, back to our conversation with Steve Milhouse. Looking at some of the projects that uh, you uh, have been involved with uh, this year and your records too, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, two albums of yours were released this year, two trio albums too. That's correct, yeah. Two, I have two different trios, and uh, we released the first one in uh, February uh, on Steeplechase Records, and then uh, the, the Cinema Trio record came out five days ago. Uh, what is it about the trio that inspires you particularly? I think I've always loved smaller groups, duos and trios. 
I think maybe coming especially from the Bill Evans trio, because I listened to a lot of Bill Evans trio early on when I was getting into jazz. And, you know, of course, in those trios, it was like collective conversation and not just like, here's the main instrument and then two people on the side. It was like a collective conversation with all three people. And I really, I, that's one of the things that fascinated me about jazz is, is the chance to have that kind of interaction with people that's going to change from day to day. And it's also going to change by the person that's in the other chairs. So... I think it's uh, it's kind of either that or a duo setting is maybe the ultimate form of the balance of uh, contributing to the conversation or or you know you know being the listener of the conversation and playing more of your part. But I think it's also interactive with with less people. So we've I've played as a quartet with both of my trios combined also. And that's fantastic. I love it. But then people are more in their role as opposed to like that continuous conversation. You know, Aside from perhaps, you know, the, the driving concept behind, I guess, the cinema trio, which, you know, is obviously as the as the name implies, inspired or in tribute to the music written for the cinema. But do you also sonically see them as two different projects? And if so, how? Yeah, I do. Uh very differently for me, which is why I kind of wanted to do both of those things. The trio with just the tenor bass and drums, I feel like I play much more of a, like a, the chordal instrument role. Uh, so I play during, during the, during the melodies of the tunes, I play a lot of chords. And then during the solos, I play a lot of like, you know, regular bass playing in addition to throwing some chords in. Sometimes I'll, I'll just chord through a whole chorus behind the solo so I feel like I'm kind of the, you know, the, the bass player in the chordal function of that band. Uh, and it's such a different texture with, with the, the tenor. So then when, like, I'm soloing, it's just myself and the drums, except Rich plays behind me sometimes as well. But it's, um, it's such a different texture than the, the cinema trio, say, with the piano where I, I'm not the chordal instrument really at all because the piano is there, but I, I'm free to play more, and, you know, I arranged it to play more melodies, which the tenor does in the other bands. So I, want, <laughs> I wanted to be able to do all those different kind of things, but uh, I didn't figure there was a way to do it with one band. So, um, And I've also always loved the music from the cinema, and I thought a lot of the tunes... Uh, again, I think from Bill Evans, you know, he recorded a lot of Johnny Mandel and, you know, Michelle Legrand, you know, and many people have recorded a lot of Henry Mancini stuff uh, in the in the jazz world. So uh, I thought there was some opportunities to arrange things to be, you know, still like an homage to what they were in the movie, but to come at it in a different direction a little bit, especially with the six string bass. So. So I, I feel like I can play more melodies. And then during the soloing, since there's a piano player playing, I can, I'm free to solo a little differently too, because there's, uh, you know, there's a, Alan plays like bass lines sometimes underneath while I'm soloing. So it's, uh, it just sends me in a different direction completely than, than soloing with the other band. So I really, I, I really enjoy both of them. And also, it gives me a chance to, on some of these 
songs to play um, like my own chord melody version up up front of the tunes, like I did on a couple of the ones on the record, like Windmills and uh, You Must Believe in Spring. Yeah, uh, Valley of the Moon is the title of the uh, album with your cinema trio. I just wanted to make sure to mention that. Uh, do you feel, though, that, uh, and again, this is going back to also, you know, reasons or influences that inspired you to become a musician. Do you feel like you've always been interested or fascinated by music written for the cinema in, in some way, even as a kid, maybe? Is there any music that comes to mind when you think back to when you were a kid and you were you know, kind of just in, getting interested in music. Yeah, I think before I ever even played an instrument, I re- like one of the, one of the only memories I really have that I, that I remember affected me very much was I was really into motorcycles as a kid. Uh, I was just fascinated by them. So I went to my mom took me to this movie that was like uh, all motorcycle jumping and racing and everything, you know, and there were no. There was no dialogue. There was no plot. There was no anything other than just video of, of motorcycles. So I was completely fine with it. But the soundtrack, I remember feeling something from the soundtrack. And, uh, you know, it didn't need words or anything. It was just like the pictures with this great music. And I remember feeling the music, you know, as much as seeing the motorcycles. And so then many years later, I, I, I still remember the name of it, but uh, many years later, I researched it, and it was Carol Kay playing bass on that. So I was like, okay, no wonder I loved it so much, you know, because I, I love her playing. Uh, I actually had a chance to take a lesson with her once, which was fantastic also. She's a wonderful person. So I remember hearing that, mu- that music in the movie and, and feeling moved by it. And then, you know, of course, the Blues Brothers was a movie, too. So I don't know. I think I've always been aware of the 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 music every time I watch them. I think everybody is, too. I just don't know if they, they know that because, you know, it's like any of the scenes in the horror movie, the music is is half of the suspense of it. So. Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, so uh, speaking of motorcycles, what a great segue. Will you be on the road much? Is there anything planned as far as touring and live dates is concerned? And also, uh, with which band? <laughs> the Unwinding, uh, the Cinema Trio? <laughs> is there any, anything you can tell us about that? Um, I'm, I'm currently working on some stuff that nothing is uh, completely set yet, but I'm planning a, a tour in Japan for March of 24. I'll probably be playing the music from the the Cinema Trio release. So I have a few dates already booked and working on filling out the calendar. And uh, it will probably be with the Cinema Trio. That's brilliant. And, uh, you know, just for anybody listening, what's the best way to keep up with all of the news about uh, live dates and also about upcoming projects? Uh, my website, which is, uh, I still need to update a little bit since the new record came out, but it's, uh, stevemillhouse.com. Uh, also the, uh, Instagram I use for all the music is Steve Milhouse Trio. And it's just trio, but it's, it's, I put the news for both of the different trios up on that as well. Excellent. Well, uh, it's been a great pleasure chatting with you, Steve. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me on the program. I appreciate it. 
enjoyed our conversation with Steve Milhouse and I remind you that his new album with his cinema trio titled Valley of the Moon is available now. And while you're at it, check out the other trio recording that he released early in 2023, The Unwinding. And if you love jazz and vinyl, be sure to check out our Jazz Is Vinyl Club. Join the club and we will send you four premium limited edition color vinyl albums mailed directly to you. Just go to jazzis.com and click on Join Vinyl Club for more. Anna's music from Valley of the Moon by the Steve Millhouse Cinema Trio plays us out. I encourage you to keep an eye out for more Jazz Ace podcasts, our print magazine and other great content available to you on our regularly updated website, jazzaise.com. And if you like what you see, you can always subscribe for more. Till the next time, this is Matt McCucci signing off. See you soon. Jazz Ace.